ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could, would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Cause we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome into Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid TV. I'm Davis Maddock, joined by George Kurtz here on Monday, December 5th. Uh, big, 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 big weekend in the NFL. The Super Bowl odds pretty much flip-flopped overnight. We had Kansas City lose a ton of Super Bowl win equity. The Bills and the Bengals gained a ton. The Dallas Cowboys, Georgia's Dallas Cowboys, had a huge victory in terms of their seeding in the NFC yesterday. And the Giants and the Washington football team really did a number on themselves with uh, with that tie. Not good for either team's win equity uh, of, of that division or of the playoffs. And a little bit of breaking news as we head in here to the program Baker Mayfield is expected to be released today by the Carolina Panthers. He's going to hit waivers when it's finalized. That means that, uh, you know, another team is able to pick up his, uh, the, the remaining amount of his contract. It's not a huge amount. It's not going to be cost prohibitive if anyone wants him. And George, I think you and I had the exact same thought with Baker Mayfield. Seems like he might be headed to the San Francisco 49ers now that he has been released by the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, that makes the most sense, right? They lose Jimmy G for the year with their broken uh, broken ankle there. Uh, they did pick up, what, Josh Johnson, who's playing on his 90th uh, you know, NFL team. I think he's playing on some teams in the 40s, so he, uh, he'll be the backup right now. Uh, Mayfield would make some sense to go there, right? Almost like a continuation of the Christian McCaffrey deal there. You also wonder, Baltimore, right? Lamar Jackson, could he end up back in that division? As uh, we don't know how long he's going to be out for. What did Harbaugh say? Could be days, could be weeks, or days to weeks, whatever that means. So he could be out for a little while. Maybe they want some insurance there. He's owed about $1.35 million. So as you said, shouldn't be prohibitive for any team that wants to put him on the roster. Should be interesting to see where he ends up. Yeah, I mean, I could, I could definitely see, I could definitely see Baltimore popping up here. So heading into our headlines here on Monday, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to miss. The rest of the season, he suffered an ankle injury early on in that game against the Dolphins. Worth noting, I did, uh, George, I did just take a look on how Trey Lance's rehab is going. I just kind of poked around, uh, you know, the San Francisco Daily Chronicle and stuff. It's going well, but he is nowhere close. Um, I, I think he just got the pins out of his ankle two weeks ago. So I, I don't think we are going to see any Trey Lance this season. Uh, Deshaun Watson absolutely stunk up the place in his return to the football field yesterday, the, um, the the Cleveland Browns offense scoring zero points 
not not recording a point. Jackson suffered a a, um, a knee injury against the Broncos, and they ruled him out immediately. This it was not it was not one of those. Okay, go to the locker room, check. It was no. He he is he is not coming back. And the college football playoff is officially set. TCU loses to Kansas State, but still ends up getting in. Number one, Georgia is going to face number four, Ohio State. Number two, Michigan will face number three, number three TCU in the college football playoffs. Honestly, I mean, I think they got it right at, at the end of the day. I do think that, you know, there, there really should not be a, a precedent set that Alabama just gets in every year, even when they lose multiple games, um, even though, I mean, obviously, if TCU – and uh, Alabama were to meet on a neutral field, Alabama would be, what, I don't know, 10-point favorites or whatever. So, George, those are our headlines for today. Springboard, you could take whichever part of that you would like, my friend. You have to convince the quarterbacks, right? I mean, you're talking, we, you know, we're late in the season now. we got four or five weeks left, five, five games left here. San Fran, I mean, do you almost feel bad for Jimmy G, right? Because it wasn't like he had a massive contract, by the way. Remember, he uh, was coming in injured this year, so he's sort of parlaying on that one-year deal with maybe a bigger contract next year, and now he's hurt again. You know, we don't know what's going to be the rehab on this. Is this rehab going to go into the offseason again? Is it going to go into February? Is it going to go into free agency? Which Is he going to sign another one-year make-good deal? And will it be with San Fran? Right? Because they're going to have two quarterbacks coming back over uh, ankle injuries here. So I think Jimmy G is really the story here. What will San Fran do? Uh, they were playing really well, really well. Well, you could make an argument that, you know, maybe they were the second best team in the NFC behind Philadelphia. Maybe those two teams were on a collision course there. Yeah, I know Cowboy fans are going to, uh, you know, speak up here as well. But until I see Dallas win a playoff game, I ain't putting Dallas up there with anybody. So I think uh, what's going to be interesting to see what San Fran does, they still have the defense, they still have the run game. And as uh, people have pointed out, they generally win with, with this almost despite Jimmy, you know, almost despite him. So let's go. Uh, I think San Fran's the story here. What will they do without him? Can they win? Can they continue to, you know, mow teams down with that defense in the run game without a legitimate quarterback? Remember, the rookie was Mr. Irrelevant. Irrelevant. The last player picked in this past year's draft. Yeah, and he was, I, I mean, he was certainly a little bit better than I thought yesterday, right? I mean, he, he pretty much looked, I guess, you know, in the end, he looked like, C.J. Beathard, he looked like Nick Mullins. He looked like all those guys who have kind of come in and delivered. They end up, you know, winning that game by quite a bit. I mean, Tua at uh, at the end of the day, I mean, he just had he just had a really bad game, and that's going to happen every once in a while. Uh, I mean, how about how about the Kansas City Chiefs losing to the Bengals yesterday, opting to kick a 55-yard field goal instead of going for it on fourth and five from right around the uh, the 40-yard line? I mean. The, the Bengals now have beaten the Kansas City Chiefs three times in a row. That's going to have huge ramifications for playoff seating. Uh, but, guys, we have an absolutely jam-packed show for you here. In fact, we are even going to skip fantasy or reality because we have so much. We are going to talk about uh, the Week 13 fantasy standouts. We're going to go over all of the props available from our friends on Thrive Fantasy, and we're going to be joined by Andrew Erickson from Fantasy Pros as well. We'll see you all soon. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us for the next hour. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? 
or see what life's like under the tree of life. Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome back into Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid TV. I'm Davis Maddock, joined by George Kurtz. Our old buddy Craig Mish is at winter meetings right now, you know, trying to track everything going down on the hot stove in Major League Baseball. I think uh, George is hoping that he's sitting there with Aaron Judge explaining to Mr. Judge why he needs to remain with the New York Yankees. But no time for baseball today. Too much going on in the NFL. We're going to take a look at our Week 13 fantasy standout, starting with the quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts probably having, honestly, it, by my opinion, his best game as a professional. Only 12 rushing yards, but 380 passing yards and four touchdowns. Joe Burrow diced up the Kansas City Chiefs, 286 passing yards, 46 rushing yards, three touchdowns, including one rushing. Geno Smith, I mean, this this Geno Smith story, it really is unbelievable. Um, I, I just, I am so fascinated by this comeback story from him. 367 passing yards. Three touchdowns, one interception. Then, hey, Jared Goff, 340 passing yards, two touchdowns, absolutely obliterating the Jacksonville Jaguars. Dak Prescott, uh, I mean, not not too many yards, but absolutely diced up. How how bad are the Indianapolis Colts? I mean, embarrassing stuff to have 50 hung on them last night. So lots of high scores at uh, the quarterback position. Yeah, yesterday was kind of nuts for that, right? Uh, Hurts, who maybe you're uh... – having a fantastic season. They almost look unbeatable. I mean, who didn't think A.J. Brown was going to score a touchdown yesterday, by the way, right? He was doing nothing but rubbing it into the Tennessee Titans. You don't want to pay me? Well, you're, you know, you're going to pay me now. Uh, so what, what a joke uh, what was going on there. Uh, the Eagles, like I said, they have a team to beat. I think they have a team to beat right now. I know as a Cowboy fan, hoping they lose one more game between now and Christmas Eve when Dallas plays them. Uh, Dallas will control their own destiny if Philadelphia can lose another game beforehand. Uh, I don't see that happening, mind you. But, I, you know, weird, weird things. Who knows there? Uh, so here it's been great. Burrow, they beat Kansas City, right, Davis? They beat Kansas City three times in a row here. I believe that snapped a streak of 26 straight wins for Mahomes in November and December. That is nuts. 26 straight wins in November and December. That loss yesterday snapped here. And I do wonder this. I know it's been uh, Andy Reid's been questioned for uh, going for the 55-yard field goal to tie the game late there rather than going for it on, I want to say, fourth and four, fourth and three, somewhere around there. I do wonder the fact that Mahomes was uh, limping badly 
to the sideline on that play. I wonder if that had something to do with it. That he didn't think, well, Mahomes is really ready to go there. So let's tie the game and get Mahomes healthy if he can't really throw the next pass. Uh, it just ended up being that, uh, you know, Butker missed, uh, missed it. What are you going to do here? Uh, Goff was great yesterday as well. Although one thing I want to point out here that drove me insane, Dan Olaski of ESPN wrote, uh, you know, Detroit, they win the next two games. They're in the playoffs. No, no. They win the next two games. The best they'd be is uh, eighth. And that's assuming Seattle loses this week. You know, they've already got seven losses. You know, Dallas, Giants, Washington can't get the seven. And uh, Seattle could if they lose next week, but even that would be unlikely. So great story for the Lions there. Certainly seem to be on their way, but they, they still got work to do here. Thanks. That really helped the Lions. Um, one, the tie between the Giants and the Commanders, much easier for them to get more wins in those teams since those two teams tied. And uh, the 49ers losing their quarterback, you know, I mean, who knows what ends up happening there, but they could get uh, to, to more wins and more win equity than them. Moving to the running backs, Christian McCaffrey, number one running back of the slate, 66 rushing yards, but eight receptions for 80 yards and a touchdown. Tony Pollard just keeps annihilating for fantasy, 91 rushing yards, two receptions, 15 receiving yards, two touchdowns. Josh Jacobs, probably a first round pick in fantasy next year, 144 rushing yards. Two receptions, six yards, and a touchdown. Samaj Piran filling in for Joe Mixon again. 106 rushing yards, six receptions, 49 yards. And hey, DeAndre Swift returning. Uh, I mean, finally, we've been waiting for him to show up on this list pretty much all season. 62 rushing yards, four receptions, 49 receiving yards, and one touchdown. The, uh, the Swift story, I think, is, is pretty big. He was up to 51%. Of the snaps for the Lions yesterday, he he might finally be a guy you just start every single week in fantasy now. Well, he should be. He should be that player. But the, the way the Lions have used him, have been strange. Almost like they're protecting him or waiting for it. Was, it's just strange how they've been using him this year. Uh, I'm sure he's been banged up more than they've told us, and that's probably the reason why. And Jamal Williams, does Jamal Williams, he has as many touchdowns as the entire Denver Broncos team or one more now? I forget what it's up to. I think they're tied at 14 offhand here. That's that's crazy. That's another uh, absolutely crazy stat here. No one would have seen that uh, happening. Although, the fact that I want to talk about Broncos, by the way, uh, that defense hasn't given up more than 24 points all season long. They're 3-9. and nine. Uh, That just well, it's good. should not happen here. McCaffrey, I thought Davis finally looked like McCaffrey yesterday. Right? He looked like he had that burst, that speed, that danger. That day, he looked that good yesterday. Or maybe they just unleashed him. You know, unleashed McCaffrey. Uh, they let him go there. Pollard, hey, enjoy the good times here. Uh, Zeke apparently didn't start yesterday because he was punished for some team discipline. I don't know what it was. Uh, late to a meeting, whatever it might be. That's why he didn't start. But Pollard looked great again. And you're going to enjoy it next week as well. Dallas plays Houston next week. Uh, you know, then they play Jacksonville before things get much tighter. Deep in the fantasy playoffs here. Pollard then goes against Tennessee on a Thursday night game, then it's Philadelphia and what what's likely your finals here. So uh, it'll hurt back then here. But for now, listen, we're all riding the Pollard train. Yeah, abs- absolutely. All right. I mean, some crazy wide receiver performances. Feels like we just get this every single week. Wide receivers score so many freaking points. Devontae Adams absolutely burnt the Chargers. They could not do anything with this guy, eight receptions, 177 yards, and two touchdowns. Of course, Amon Ross St. Brown, 11 receptions, 114 yards, two touchdowns. A.J. Brown scored two touchdowns in a row for the Eagles, scored a touchdown, had it called back, and then said, you know what, let's just go score again. Eight receptions, 119 yards, and two touchdowns. Tyree came through big with Jalen Waddle banged up. Nine receptions, 146 yards, and one touchdown. Tyler Lockett and D.K. Metcalf both had massive games 
for the Seahawks, nine receptions, 128 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, Tyler Lockett, uh, don't don't look now, but the guy, he just does it every single year, George. I mean, he's already up to, uh, you know, he's already up to 850 receiving yards, seven touchdowns. He's, he's going to have another 1,000 yards, another 10 touchdowns. Guy just does it every single year. He's a very solid player, a pro, really a solid player. And this year he's becoming more just a deep threat. Right? He was that guy, Russell Wilson, okay, go run a fly. And I'll go run a post and I'll hit you eventually. Or when Russell Wilson runs around trying to make a play, eventually he'll find lock and deep. I was much more of a well-rounded receiver this year. Of course, it helps that DK Metcalf's on the other side, drawing a lot of attention there. And when Kenneth Walker is healthy and in the lineup, uh, he's got that ankle thing, ankle bruise. I don't know. It's not a sprain. Apparently the ankle and the shin bone collided or something like that. I'm no doctor. So he, he could be out a little while here. But Geno Smith's been great. He's been absolutely great for those wide receivers. Lock has been fantastic. Devontae Adams, I thought it was very impressive yesterday against the Chargers. Usually can stop the pass. They can't stop the run. Well, I guess nobody stops Devontae Adams, so he was great yesterday. Brown already talked about just fantastic here. I do wonder, you know, we're going to get later in December now. going to be more rough weather games. Maybe we won't get these big numbers from receivers. And let's not forget we should find out in probably the next 48 hours where Odell Beckham finally decides to play. Yeah, I mean, I don't care anymore. I just I just really don't care. I think Odell is a 30-year-old dude coming off of an ACL tear. We're, we're watching Michael Gallup with the Cowboys. I mean, Gallup has been good, but he tore his ACL two months before Odell, I believe, is, is the math there. And he has not been able to play, you know, a full-time role or anything like that. Uh, real quick here, our fantasy standout tight ends. Uh, spoiler alert, they all stink. Noah Fant, Greg Dulcich, Evan Ingram, Gerald Everett, Cole Komet. None of them got over 85 yards. None of them scored more than one touchdown. Uh, every tight end stinks. Every time that Travis Kelsey doesn't absolutely go nuts, no one at tight end scores any points. I mean, George, this is the worst it's ever been. I think the best thing I can tell you here, uh, or I get the best stat, what, uh, Ertz has been out for almost a month. Got it about the same, and they're still top six in tight end points. Tight end's a vast wasteland. You're looking for a touchdown deodorant each and every week. Yep, touchdown deodorant is all that matters. We'll see if that uh, if that changes any more towards the end of the season. Guys, we are going to go ahead and run into break here real quick on the program. When we return, George and I are going to take a look over at our friends at Thrive Fantasy, going to play some of their prop based game over there. See y'all then. Don't go anywhere for the Thrive Fantasy segment. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome back into Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid TV. I'm Davis Maddock, joined by George Kurtz with Craig Mish out on Sundays. We are going to take a look at our friends over at Thrive Fantasy. You can come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports and esports platform for player props with a twist. You get to use these player props in contests against other users. You can use promo code SPORTSGRID. When you sign up today and you will receive a 100% instant first deposit match up to $250, download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Google Play Store or by visiting their website, thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. All right, we have uh, maybe not necessarily a barn burner here on Monday night. The New Orleans Saints playing against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There is a $25,000 guaranteed contest that you can use these selections in on Thrive Fantasy tonight. I have uh, highlighted five selections, and uh, we're going to go ahead and run through them. Beginning, George, with Alvin Kamara, 0.5 rushing touchdowns. You are awarded 85 points in the Thrive Fantasy contest on Monday night if he scores more than one, well, I guess if he scores a rushing touchdown, period. And if he does not, you are awarded 115 points. I am on the under here i do not think alvin kamara is going to score a rushing touchdown i mean to begin with uh guy has one rushing touchdown on the season obviously that is uh it's a little bit fluky but i think more importantly they've been taking him out on the goal line playing mark ingram on the goal line a little bit more and he just got randomly benched at the end of the san francisco game i i just think the saints kind of stink and i i i uh greatly prefer getting the extra points betting the under here what say you Oh, I'm with you. I don't think he gets the uh, touchdown either here. He didn't play uh, in week two against Tampa Bay, so there's nothing to judge there. But we know Tampa Bay generally has a good run defense, right? They've been well-rested here. They haven't played in almost two and a half weeks because we haven't seen Tom Brady, you know, the greatest living American that long here. So I think they'll be well-rested and ready for this game. Uh, I think they know, listen, you take Kamara out, we'll worry about Olave. You know, and I think they know they can cut, they can cover Olave here. They won't get destroyed by him. They got to keep Kamara under wraps here. Could he get one out of nowhere? Absolutely. But I also agree he's not the goal line back either. You know, probably not the goal line back. If it was in any time or in any touchdown where you could uh, include receiving here as well, I might be a little bit more interested, Davis. But just pure rushing, no, I'll take the under. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm, I'm totally with you. And I, I just, I mean, I, I prefer the underside. Anyways, now again. This side is going to be pretty popular, so you need to think about that as you are making the rest of your selections for your contest on Thrive Fantasy on Monday night. Our next one, Chris Alave, over or under 63.5 receiving yards. This is one of the rare ones where it is exactly 100 points on both sides. Uh, I didn't even really have to think about this one. I thought this was probably the easiest selection from our friends over on Thrive Fantasy. I have the over on this. Chris Alave has been over this number more times than he's not. He has more games with over 100 receiving yards than games with 50 or fewer receiving yards. Just felt uh, on a median perspective, pretty, pretty easy for me. I'm just a huge fan of Chris Olave. I don't really care who's playing a quarterback. I don't really care who they're playing against. I My, my base assumption is that Olave is going to have more yards than this in a given game. Where are you at on Mr. Olave? 
You and I agree here as well. I'm on the over also here. Although this is one of those lies, damn lying statistics. You mentioned on the season, he's done it more uh, more times often than not. <clears throat> last five games, well, it's the other way. He's only done it twice in the last five games. Right. So like I said, lies, damn lies. We can make it look any way we want it to look here. That being said, game one against Tampa Bay, five catches, 80 yards. I think he has to be the focal point of the offense. I do expect Tampa to focus on Kamara, you know, and make uh, no one wants to throw the balls. I think Olave will be that guy. He'll get the targets. I don't think there's any doubt he's going to get the target attempts here, which is what I uh, sort of go for here. I think he's going to get eight, nine targets. He'll catch his five, six balls, get his whatever, 85, 86, 87 yards. Maybe even better if it's one deep play. Give me the over. Yep. All right, there we go. We are, we are two for two on agreeing. Next up, we have Chris Olave again. Over four and a half receptions. The over awards you 75 points. The under awards you 125 points. Now, I have the over here, obviously. We just talked about how much we like a lot of it. But I also like the strategy here of what you can do with the under because I guarantee you the over here at 75 points is going to be pretty popular. Um, you know, there are just ways you can create unique entries on Thrive Fantasy. You could take the over on the yards, but the under on receptions and say, look, he's, he's just he's going to score a 47-yard touchdown in the second quarter and not ended up getting there. But I assume you are also with me here on uh, on taking these 75 points for the over four and a half receptions. Yeah, sort of a companion bet for me, right? For me, if I'm going to go with the over in yards, I'm going the over in receptions, four and a half. You know, he's only not caught at least four balls twice. Week one, which I don't care about, week one. And he's a rookie. It takes a little bit here. And then he did it you know, again in week 10 where he caught three. Other than that, he's caught at least four balls. He's only caught four balls twice, by the way. Everything else that is above four. So he hasn't really done that since week five. He's always getting above five. So the uh, last couple of games, five, five, three, six, five, seven. He has to be the focal point of the offense tonight. Hard to run against Tampa Bay. Easier to pass. I'll take the over. All right, our first three were over on the New Orleans Saints side of the ball. Next up, we are going to move to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers side of the ball. We're going to take a look at Leonard Fournette's touchdown line of .5 touchdowns. Betting the over awards you 80 points. Betting the under on .5 touchdowns awards you 120. And George, I, I again, I think this one is pretty easy. I just want to be... On the under here, I mean, Leonard Fournette does have six touchdowns on the season, so this line is, I think, probably fair. But, I mean, look how good Rashad White was in their most recent game. He seemed just much, much better than Leonard Fournette in that loss against the Cleveland Browns. 14 for 64 as a rusher. Nine targets, nine receptions, 45 yards. He had his first career 100-yard game in that win against Seattle in Germany. I mean... I just, I just feel like uh, our, our guy Leonard Fournette has been Wally Pipped. So I think probably these lines on Fournette seem a little bit off, assuming that he's not in a timeshare with Rashad White here. I agree with you. I'm on the under, I'm on the under as well. That's the smart play here. I think Rashad White's the better player right now. I also think the team's probably a little bit upset with Fournette after the passport problems uh, you know, going over to Germany there. They weren't happy with that. Then he got hurt. He's got a hip injury. He did practice. He's going to play. Respectfully, he's not. My only worry is this. Unlike Kamara, who's not the goal line guy, I could see Fournette being the goal line guy if they get there. Where they're going to bring in the, uh, the bigger back is. That's the only thing that worries me a little bit here is that I could get screwed that way. But it's, it's all Rashad White. Rashad White. That Fournette comes in and gets the glory. Uh, you know, the vulture. That's my only worry here. Other than that, this is a pretty easy under for me. All right, there we go. We are we are pretty far in alignment here. Then finally, we arrive at one of my favorite players in, in the NFL. Chris Godwin started off the year super slow, 
coming back from that hamstring injury, from that ACL injury. He is he has pretty much been on fire uh, since he came back from that hamstring injury. He has double-digit targets in every game since week six, only had eight targets against Seattle, but did score a touchdown there. Uh, the line that Thrive Fantasy is offering, they're, they're offering us a couple different Chris Godwin lines. And as always, of course, I would uh, would encourage you guys to be correlating your selections in order to help you win these contests. But Chris Godwin uh, is being offered 0.5 total touchdowns. The over awards you 115 points. The under awards you 85. I mean, I am on the over here all day. Touchdown in two games straight. But I mean, I, I think that this line should be closer to 100 points each way. So getting the bonus points for the over feels uh, feels pretty easy, George. Yeah, awesome. Uh, we're going to go 5-5 five five here. I'm with you as well here. Uh, you mentioned he has two touchdowns on the season, both in his last two games, back-to-back. So he's on a run here. I do wonder, uh, and this could be, uh, it doesn't really matter either way, Marshawn Lattimore, the top cornerback for the Saints, I do wonder if he's going to play tonight. If he is, well, he's, he's going up against Mike Evans, and those two don't like each other. So he leads Godwin to the uh, the secondary cornerback, secondary coverage units, uh, that sort of thing. And if Lattimore doesn't play, then I don't know if there's anybody to cover Godwin there, or Evans for that matter. So, yeah, I'm on the over here as well. Uh, certainly learning that Lattimore doesn't play tonight with the lacerated kidney here. But I think uh, Godwin is going to be either way. He's not going to be the number one guy they're going to cover. That's going to be Evans here. He's the guy who could have problems. I might, If this was an Evans question, I might have taken the under. But on Godwin, give me the over. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, Mike Evans. He always gets in fights with Lattimore, right? It's like, it's like every time they play the Saints, he's like getting ejected or getting thrown out. It always ends up being... Um, problematic. So just a little recap of our selections here. Uh, I am on the over for uh, Chris Godwin, both his touchdowns and uh, and whatever, actually, whatever other props they have available. We are in the under for Alvin Kamara, 0.5 rushing touchdowns. The over for Chris Alave, 63.5 receiving yards. The over on 4.5 receptions. The under for Leonard Fournette, anytime touchdown and uh, just setting you guys up for success over there on Thrive Fantasy. Now, I would say, uh, again, just good strategy stuff for those of you guys who are playing over on Thrive Fantasy. You probably want to be making a selection in every category, uh, just kind of the way it games out in these contests. You want to be able to award yourself the uh, the maximum amount of points. So every line that is posted, I would be making a selection and and maybe in the end you know maybe I, I i've been playing around with these contests maybe that will end up not being true so big uh and and you, again also you're not playing against you know professional dfs players you're not playing up against you know guys who make their entire living on the thrive fantasy app it's it's much more of a casual user-friendly experience so at the end of the day the game theory stuff is incredibly important but you can also feel free to go with your gut a little bit. That's kind of the intended idea behind the app. So make sure that you're using the promo code SportsGrid to join up over there on Thrive Fantasy. George and I are going to head to break here real quick on the program. When we return, I'm going to be rejoined by Andrew Erickson from Fantasy Pros. We're going to take a look at DFS tonight, Zonovan Knight, Darius Slayton, Brock Birdie. See y'all guys then. We'll see you back in a minute. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome back into Fantasy for Today here on Sports Grid TV. I'm Davis Maddock, joined in the D block here by our friend Andrew Erickson from Fantasy Pros. We're going to be breaking down the Monday night showdown slate with the New Orleans Saints traveling to play at Tampa Bay. Uh, Andrew, you know, no real big injury concerns that we're dealing with here. Juwan Johnson is going to be out for the New Orleans Saints. Leonard Fournette is questionable, but expected to play. Russell Gage is questionable, but expected not to play. Cameron Brait is likely going to play. He, uh, he's he been sick this week, but should be active. And, uh, you know, it's it's kind of just one of those, those slates where we have had really high expectations for the Buccaneers all year. They haven't met them. We had low expectations for the Saints, and they haven't even met the uh, the low expectations. So we have uh, we got a lot going on for us here tonight. Before we get into some of the salaries, kind of what's your your overarching thoughts on the game, strategy thoughts? Who do you expect to win? You know, things like that. Yeah, this game kind of it's kind of a gross game to be totally honest. You know, going in, you think that okay, Brady and the Bucks, we're going to see a high flying offense of attack here, but Brady has traditionally struggled in this particular matchup against the Saints, and there's really nothing about this matchup this particular week. Tristan Wirfs is out. I am not really looking forward to seeing Brady having a top tier game here in this matchup against the New Orleans Saints. So for me, it's like, is it a lot of defenses? It's a, is it the kickers that you really want to make sure you have somewhere in your showdown lineup? I think that's kind of where I'm leaning towards because a lot of the playmakers just don't have good matchups. You know, Mike Evans, you could get, you know, the Marshawn Lattimore treatment. So, you know, what does that mean for his ceiling? So I guess that the contrarian play would it be to, you know, go with a double stack of Tom Brady and really go against the Saints matchup and hope that he does deliver, you know, two passing touchdowns. So that would probably be my approach. And then with the tight end thing, you know, Taysom Hill, like if there is no Juwan Johnson, like this is the perfect opportunity for Taysom Hill to have a larger role, especially with how Kamara has struggled immensely over the last couple of weeks against tough run defenses. And of course the Buccaneers present another tough run defense for him as well. Yep, absolutely. Uh, I, yeah, Andrew makes the great point. I kind of forgot that this has been the narrative of Tom Brady's time in uh, Tampa Bay is that the Saints just seem to have him figured out. So definitely we need to, to ponder that. As we build our lineups tonight, Chris Godwin costs 10.6 in the flex. Tom Brady costs 10.4. Alvin Kamara, 10K flat. Mike Evans, 9.6. Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston, you know, the, I, I guess they were ready 
for whoever gets declared uh, declared quarterback here. They're both the same price, 9,000 in the flex, 13.5 in the captain. My favorite captain, probably Chris Alabe, sitting there at 8,000. 400. Uh, so those are, are sort of the big dogs. I guess you could include Leonard Fournette. He's 7,400. Rashad White is is 7,000. So just kind of looking at the salaries here, what are we thinking for roster construction? Who's our favorite captain? You know, kind of what, uh, what direction are you going with construction tonight? Yeah, no, I think I agree with you with the Chris Olave take. I know that he just hasn't really had a, a boom game in a while, but he's still seeing the majority of targets in the Saints passing offense. Andy Dalton definitely favors targeting him. And actually, someone that I think is kind of interesting as one of these Saints players is this Rashid Shahid guy. Um, so he actually ran ahead of Jarvis Landry last week. Landry has been just dealing with injuries all year long, ever since coming back from injuries early in the season. So he's someone that... We've seen before, especially on some of these island games, just break off these massive big plays and put so much attention, I think, potentially on Chris Olave. You mentioned him being a popular captain player. Rashid Shahid could kind of fly under the radar when he had an increased role, and he is very, very cheap down at 2100 in the captain spot. And in terms of flex pricing, he's 1400 So it's really easy to kind of jam him in. I think that a lot of people might gravitate towards Adam Troutman because of the Juwan Johnson injury. And then Rashid Shahid being at a very similar price gives you, I think, some leverage off not just Troutman, but also a popular Chris Olave as well. I love uh, I love this Rashid Shahid call. I think I think it's absolutely brilliant because I think you're right. I think Troutman um, is is going to be the uh, the top one that people go for there. But yeah, Shahid, 53% of the offensive snaps. He's he is the team's punt returner and the team's kick returner. I mean, obviously we're we're drawn real thin to get points from there, but uh, but you never know. And he had three targets in their last game. He uh, also was worked in in the rushing game. I, I also love Taysom Hill tonight because I actually think Taysom Hill being there at 6,400, I mean, no, the, truly no one is going to play him, right? You're, you're not going to get any of him using an optimizer. Maybe he gets, you know, maybe he gets hand built in, to, I don't know, you know, let's say 20% of lineups or something like that. But But you really would not expect this. I mean, he played his most snaps of the season Last week, he played uh, 49% of the team's snaps. He had six rushing attempts. He had two targets, including one to the C. And he does have at least one passing attempt in every game this season. So I'm completely with you on Taysom Hill. I think he is probably one of the keys to the slate one way or the other, right? Well, I, either he breaks it or uh, everyone who doesn't build using him ends up building some some positive EV lineups. All right. Moving on now to some of uh, the interesting waiver wire guys from this last week. Uh, we got, of course, start with Zonovan Knight, who got really good results uh, both each of the last two weeks, both against the Bears and the Vikings. But he's not playing a ton. 14 rushes and 48% of snaps against the Bears. 15 rushes and 55% of the snaps against the Minnesota Vikings. Ty Johnson was much more involved than you 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 would think he would be. James Robinson came in for a little bit. He played nine snaps. Um, and maybe we'll see Michael Carter return, and, and maybe we won't. I mean, maybe Zonovan Knight did just win this running back job. How are you feeling? I mean, how are you feeling about the Jets with Mike White in general and Zonovan Knight? Yeah, I mean, I think Zonovan Knight, it was definitely, if you had spent money on him last week, you were I think you were pretty happy with the results you got. You were getting 90 rushing yards. He filled by the team in snaps, the 55% of the snaps played, and he did see involvement as both a rusher and a receiver. So even though Ty Johnson had more receptions and targets, you know, Zonovan Knight was right there with him, catching five of his targets. 
and also they both ran about the same number of routes. So I think Ty Johnson ran like two more routes than Donovan Knight did, but it's encouraging to see Knight still involved in the passing game in a game where the Jets were trailing because they're playing the Buffalo Bills next week. So you don't want to play Knight, even though it's a positive matchup. We've seen the Bills get run over by a lot of running attacks this season, but if they're getting blown out by the Bills, you're afraid, oh, is Donovan Knight going to get totally game scripted out? And what we saw last week, that's not going to be the case. Like he will see some type of involvement in the receiving game alongside a Ty Johnson. So you can feel good about him offering a decent floor. Now the ceiling is obviously going to be limited because they do like to use like these other running backs in some capacity. And we don't know the health of Michael Carter. So that also throws another wrench into the equation with Zonovan Knight. If Michael Carter returns, does Zonovan Knight now take on the James Robinson role? I mean, when Michael Carter was healthy last week, Zonovan Knight still seemed like he had a role in this offense. So I think it'll probably be a pretty ugly committee when Michael Carter does return. But for now, you're happy you have Zonovan Knight. I think he can start him, especially with six teams on bye week next week. Uh, he's probably going to be in most starting lineups. Six teams on bye in week 14. You don't you don't really love to see it. I mean, it doesn't it does not feel like the optimal way, especially for lots of teams who are in the fantasy football playoffs. I'm I'm with you. Seems like an ugly committee. Seems like you start whoever is the lead back. Maybe you could even start you know, I mean, look, I'm in some 16 team leagues. Like Ty Johnson's getting in there. You know, the only one, the only one who I would just like outright cut in fantasy right now would be James Robinson. I, I think healthy scratch to nine snaps the next week doesn't seem like they have big plans for him. Moving on now to Darius Slayton. I mean, just every Giants wide receiver is is out. I mean, Kenny Galladay, late scratch, uh, Wandell Robinson out for the season. They're just it's Slayton is is pretty much an every down player. Um, 92% of the snaps in the tie against the Washington Commanders, six receptions for 90 yards. I mean, he is their best pass catching option. I mean, he feels like he's kind of a locked on wide receiver three, four type. Like who, who are you benching Darius Slayton for? Like, I, it feels like if you picked him up, you're feeling pretty happy. Yeah, I mean, you look at his numbers statistically since week seven, you know, 23% target share. He's 14th in overall receiving yards since week seven. So d even depending on what happens here on Monday night, like he's going to be top 20 in the NFL in receiving yards since week seven. So he's never finished worse than wide receiver 45 over that time on a weekly standpoint. So he really has been a locked and loaded wide receiver three. Now, the upcoming matchup against the Eagles is definitely not great for a perimeter receiver like a Darius Slayton. So maybe we do see a little bit more of Daniel Bellinger, who I was very encouraged to see his usage playing basically almost every single snap after coming back from that gruesome eye injury. Um, maybe he's someone that you can look towards as a tight end streamer because Darius Slayton is getting locked up on the outside by these Eagles strong perimeter cornerbacks. You see the middle of the field open up a little bit more. You talked about the Giants' other receiving options, like Richie James, like probably not. Like I'd rather just take a shot on Daniel Bellinger if I need a tight end, especially with all the teams on bye week. So I still think Slayton offers a solid floor. Uh, but in the Eagles matchup is a little bit tougher, but yeah, he shouldn't be on really any waivers. Yep. Definitely agree. And then finally, the San Francisco 49ers are now turning to Brock Purdy, who, you know, to be fair, uh, you know, if we, if we were time traveled to this conversation four years ago, when Brock Purdy as a true freshman at Iowa state uh, completed 67% of his passes for 2,300 yards, 16 touchdowns, seven interceptions ran for five touchdowns. Like, you would have been like, yeah, I got the, the 49ers. They figured it out. And then Brock Purdy got worse every single year he was at Iowa State. He had the uh, the Benjamin Button season when he was at Iowa State. But, uh, I mean, yesterday you got to hand it to him. He basically came in and looked like sort of your C.J. Beathard, Nick Mullins, like, you know, these guys who have come in 
in the Shanahan offense before and basically kept the tide afloat. I mean, I don't, I don't think the 49ers can win the Super Bowl, um, you know, which is, is not great for them. The 49ers' upcoming schedule, they get to play home to Tampa, at Seattle, home to Washington. I mean, I guess we'll end up seeing, but uh, where are you at? I mean, maybe more importantly than Purdy, where are you at on the 49ers' weapons? Like, are you really downgrading Debo, IU, Kittle, or, or those guys? Yeah, I think for me, kind of just looking at, you know, Brock Purdy, you're kind of hoping that, all right, you know, he had the early breakout age. Maybe he continues that here, an early breakout here in the NFL. <laughs> I'm not holding out hope for that. But, look, he really profiles as a type of game manager so he can distribute the ball to the playmakers. You look at what he did last year, his final year, you know, first in completion rate, first in catchable ball percentage, second on, on target percentage. So he's accurate the ball in his hands. He can deliver the ball at the short to intermediate level. So I think for me, the biggest downgrade is probably to Brandon Ayuk. We even saw him go deep to IU twice yesterday. Uh, one got intercepted and one was incomplete. So I really don't think they're going to be dialing up long pass plays for IU. So I think that really does limit him as kind of the traditional wide receiver one in this 49ers offense. But I mean, McCaffrey, nine targets. Debo saying about 10 targets from Brock Purdy. Like those are the bread and butter, I think, of this offense moving forward. So I think Debo and Christian McCaffrey will be able to mitigate, you know, less efficient drives with more volume. And George Kittle's already just been so boomer bust anyway. I don't really think you can change the perception on him, downgrade him a little bit because he's just been so inconsistent. But I think really it's Ayuk that probably takes the biggest hit, whereas McCaffrey and Debo, I think will still the majority of volume at that short to intermediate level. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely with you there. I mean, I guess just one other pretty interesting note from that game yesterday. It, it, it seems that maybe for the first time ever, Shanahan didn't lie about how he planned on using running backs. Uh, he, he said Jordan Mason was the guy. I kind of thought he was full of crap and that he was going to do the same thing he did in week three where they activated Tyrion Davis-Price and Jordan Mason went back to just being a special teams guy. He didn't. Jordan Mason was the clear second running back. Tyrion Davis-Price did not even get an offensive snap. Uh, check did end up scoring a touchdown, which is, uh, you know, it's just always funny when, when check gets in there and involved in the offense. But of course, everyone, uh, thank you to Andrew Erickson for joining the show. If you guys missed any of that content, you can go back and watch us talking about the Monday Night Football Showdown slate on demand. Zon of a Night, Darius Slayton, Brock Purdy. Thank you to Andrew for joining us. George Kurtz is going to rejoin me here in a moment on the program. We're going to wrap everything up with the Sports Grid 60. I hope that you guys uh, stay tuned to Sports Grid for the rest of the day. Stay on the grid. George and I'll see you back here in just a moment. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um... Hello, everyone, and welcome back into Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid TV. As always, George and I are going to end the program with a little something we like to call the Sports Grid 60. All right. Uh, after watching the Cowboys destroy the Colts last night, I see a lot of complaining on uh, Twitter and uh, other places about why the uh, why show that game. You know, why show Cowboys Colts? We all knew it was going to be a blowout. Hey, to tell you, boys and girls, NBC is never flexing out of the Cowboys. They can be playing your local high school team, and they're not going to flex out of it. It's all about money. It's all about ratings. Listen, I'm a Cowboy fan. Would I have rather seen Chiefs, Bengals? Sure. Dolphins, Niners? Sure. But it's all about money. And it is, NBC, <clears throat> it is NBC's decision, not the NFL's decision. But even if it was the NFL... They're not, they don't want to flex out of Dallas either because they only care about money. They don't care about fairness or the best game for us to watch on TV. If not, we wouldn't have these asinine rules we have about local blackouts and everything else that's going on here. So don't kid yourself. Dallas is never, ever leaving a primetime game once they're scared. Yeah, I mean, you know, our, our our old friend, the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, you would kind of feel the same thing. You, you, would, you would feel like the networks were always going to protect that. But the Denver Broncos and Russell Wilson have been so bad, so abjectly horrible that the Chiefs got flexed out of prime time next week. It's it's really something I never thought I would end up saying. Actually, let's just go ahead and stick on the Broncos a little bit. I think with every continued day that the team continues to stink, can't score any points, loses all these games, I think the organization is going to come closer and closer to saying, you know what? We don't care if we have to eat $180 million. We don't care what it does to the cap. We don't care what it looks like. We cannot go on this way. I think probably Hackett will get fired. But then I think Russell Wilson, if they're at, if, if there's another year of this with a different head coach next year, I think they just say screw it and end up eating that contract. Everyone, thank you so much for watching the show. Thank you to George for joining me, filling in for Craig. Thank you to Brett. Thank you to everyone over at LPN. We'll be back tomorrow. Stay on the grid, everybody. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.